I'm Maddie. And I am Ryan. And this is an episode of The Mutant Ages. I said the title this time. You should be proud. I did it. That's the name of our show. And what is this show about, Maddie? (laughs) Well, Ryan, it's about you and me watching every single animated iteration of the X-Men ever in chronological order. And this week... We've made it all the way up to episode four of X-Men, the animated series. Did I mention we're watching these really slowly? Because we are. And you uh, know what? I we have a question. We're, we're fine with it. When did we start watching X-Men? Because I was busy watching Thundercats. You know, we <laughs> that's a separate show that Ryan's doing by himself. Yeah, um, okay. Like, I don't even put it online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so separate that it's, it's only available oh, to... Oh, no, I should do that, and I should call it Thundercast get it you you know what <laughs> i am willing to bet you a dollar that that already exists oh probably i'm not that clever all right anyway this is the <laughs> mutant ages back when we were young we experienced a change we felt a power growing us both wonderful and strange the power to care about the x-men I was watching on my phone. <laughs> you know, people always ask, like, why we don't have more clips from the episode and, like, the theme song and stuff like that. The real answer is well, that it's just, it's too difficult to to make that happen in, in each episode. But, um, yeah, we could just play shitty recordings <laughs> of the episode on our phones. That would I be mean, really easy editing-wise. Yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. I'm Then I'm I wouldn't crying. have to, like... Add the clips into Pro Tools later or whatever. Oh my god! All right, great. Uh, I so, just liked your reaction. You're like, why is why is that happening right now? I I thought you were joking, like when you said that it wasn't intentional. No, it's me, and I don't do anything intentionally. So, I mean, it wasn't bad. All right, it was great. Okay, okay. So this so week this we... episode is called Deadly Premonitions. Is that really what it's called? It's no, like you just ominous. made up a name. It's called Deadly Reunions. Okay, I was close. I didn't make it completely up. I mean, I guess premonitions would work if they were looking into the future, which does happen a lot with the X-Men, because they like to hop along their own timeline a whole bunch. Yeah, it was just like deadly something, and I was like, sure. But deadly reunions makes more sense, because two sets of boyfriends are reunited in this episode. Oh, should I do my recap voice? All right, I'm going to do it. Okay. Last week on the X-Men, Magneto tried to free Beast out of the mutant prison, because Beast mm-hmm. was locked up there from 
infiltrating with the X-Men into the Mutant Control Agency, but Beast does not want to go because he wants his day in court because he thinks politics will work in his favor if he shows people that mutants aren't enemies, but Magneto disagrees with him and basically destroys the prison and pants a bunch of guards for some reason. Mm -hmm. That literally happens. Yep, and then we learned about Professor Xavier's and Magneto's crazy backstory, which is sort of half canon, half not, in which Magneto comes from a foreign country that's a no-named Germany full of Mm -hmm. uh, Robocops that are attacking them. that are not Nazis, but are. Right, and Magneto and Xavier are boyfriends, and they're also doctors for some reason, healing Mm -hmm, people with... medical doctors. Right, right, healing people with psychic powers and magnetism, as people do. Yeah, you know, like normal doctors. Yeah, 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 and so then Magneto goes to a nuclear bomb facility and decides that he's going to save mutants in a classic Magneto way by killing everyone, period. Yeah, by, like, firing a bunch of missiles, and then Storm and Wolverine and Cyclops manage to prevent the missiles from detonating, and then that's it. That's the whole episode. Well, you know, Storm gets Matrix some information. Also, we should mention that Beast does not get his... Day, well, well, he, he gets does his day get court, his day but... in court. He just fails. Like humans don't take him seriously, and he ends up not getting bail and getting back, put back in prison. We oh, don't wait. actually see Hold any on of a these second. in we this episode. We need to back up. I just did a recap of which I didn't mention Sabretooth at all, and that's what this whole oh, episode God. is about. Well, he's actually not really in the previous episode. This is a very Sabretooth heavy episode. But in the previous episode, we were sort of briefly introduced to Sabretooth, and he has some and... beef with Wolverine, and yes, Wolverine and, but doesn't that's explain. Really all we know yeah Yeah. he and wolverine have beef but cyclops is like sabertooth needs our help because sabertooth is like attacking a bunch of people and cyclops is like this mutant needs our help even though he's like blatantly a bad guy yeah and so cyclops brings him back to uh Xavier's mansion and they have him in the med bay and they're like trying to restrain him and Professor X um well I guess then we start up on where we are now yep and that's that's what we're picking up so our opening shot of this episode is Sabretooth's tonsils yeah that's where we it, start off it's a it's a zoom out of Sabretooth's mouth yep and uh <laughs> we turns out we're in Sabretooth's brain yeah, we're in his mind. This is like a very artistic montage that I actually watched twice because even as an adult, I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> like as a kid, I never would have understood how oh, I know, this, I know. this fucking metaphorical montage of Sabretooth's mind. Like, He's like, but whatever. okay, so they have him locked in a zoo and people are screaming at him and throwing things and he's having flashes of Maverick and he- uh, Dr. Heather or whatever. I forget right, the last right. name. Right, right. But also what's happening at the same time is that Professor Xavier is monologuing. There's like a voiceover over all of this and you're sort of like, oh, I guess Professor X is in his mind is and is exploring his mind and he's like, show me your pain, Sabretooth. We're going to merge together. Uh, no, Xavier's all like, don't resist me. I will. I know you will like it in good time. It's like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> sure. I mean, it's gay if you're us and we interpret everything as being gay. But like within the canon of the show, he's well, just psychoanalyzing. Xavier's in the background being like, let me penetrate your mind, Sabretooth. And I'm like, that's an interesting choice of words to keep repeating, Xavier. But all right. I mean, that's his thing. He penetrates Penetration. people's minds. That's his, that's his power. Yeah like mind penetration i whatever savior i can't even like i, I really hate him in this episode guys. <laughs> oh so do i i so I, do i trash like okay so, right, whatever. so, we'll so get sabertooth to is basically hallucinating a bunch of like 
demons and aliens yeah, like attacking th- him. This is where it, it in it's instantly starts to just get bonkers. Like, okay, so Sabretooth is like inside of a zoo kind of where humans are looking at him and laughing at him and being like, look at this freak. Look, look at this mutant. I don't know if that was supposed to be representative of a real experience that happened to him or a metaphorical experience. It's never know. made clear. This isn't and clear then, to me because me- this is not Sabretooth's backstory. So I don't know what they were pulling this right, from. But maybe it is according to this. I don't know. They don't tell us in this episode. So then Sabretooth imagines that the humans that are looking at him turn into literal demons like like devils basically and they're like coming into the cage and professor x is like we need to release your inner demons and i'm like okay so the demons are a metaphor for saber inner demons it's like a surprisingly complicated opening <laughs> montage guys and then even more crazily saber and xavier combine into one person who looks kind of like both of them like it's like a weird bald Sabretooth that's like wearing a oh, medical thing. I was wondering why Sabretooth was dressed I, again, in a doctor's lab coat and was I also bald. Because I was like, what the fuck? I'm glad, well, I'm glad you try to figure it out because I, I basically watched it like partially and messaged you and said the first five minutes of this is like already fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, it is. And so I, I was like, that can't possibly be a combination of Professor X and Sabretooth. Like, that's what it looks like, but that would be insane. Oh, and I then guess anything's when they possible divide, on the astral plane. They like divide again because Sabretooth is fighting against Xavier. And so they like split back apart into each other. And I was like, I guess that is what that was. <laughs> All of this is happening in Sabretooth's mind. None of it is real. And then Saber, I don't know, that it ends. It, I, well, it, it ends, and we just assume that's what was happening, because the next shot we have is, like, everybody just chilling out in Professor Xavier's office, including Professor Xavier. And I was like, well, what the fuck was all that? What did we just watch? Like, because they don't even really reference that's what I, he's doing there. I mean, there. they kind of do later, because Professor X is like, I'm working with Sabretooth on his rages, and I'm I'm trying to help him calm his mind and i'm like okay so you're trying to help him calm his mind by like forcing your way into his head which he <laughs> clearly doesn't want you to do and like fucking around in there yeah like, like classic xavier just xavier. like fucking like, around without asking people and being like what you don't want my help too bad i don't give a shit about what you want like i don't know he sucks but i do i did write down that like at the end of that weird artsy montage he Professor X just like has an aside about Magneto and it's like not even related to the topic at all. Like he like <laughs> leaves Sabretooth's mind and he's like, Sabretooth has had so many bad things happen to him. Maybe Magneto was right and we can't have peace. And I was like, dude, that's not even related. You're just like bringing Magneto up out of nowhere because you're fucking obsessed with him and literally everything you do in your life, you're well, like, that's because what he's would like Magneto have at to his, say about I know, this? he's sitting at his desk and he's like fapping it secretly while Storm's sitting there drinking tea and Wolverine's drinking a literal beer in the background. <laughs> I know. So like, I guess that's the next scene, which I guess is later, but I don't know. It's just I an don't... instant scene transition to like he... Storm and Cyclops right. and Wolverine. Still talking about Magneto. And I didn't well, write anything down about that. Well, they're coming in to like give a sort of mission update about the mission that we just saw in the previous episode where they yeah. stopped the missiles. And um, Cyclops is like... Magneto tried to recruit us, but obviously we said no, and we prevented these missiles from, you know, destroying 
you know, a bajillion people. So right. good on us. And meanwhile, Storm's sipping her tea. And even though she was about to commit suicide to save everyone, she's, she's like calmly sitting there and she's like, I know. And she's like, tell us more about this Magneto. And Xavier's that doesn't like, ever come up again, by the way. Like, no one mentions the fact that Storm was like, I'm willing to die to <laughs> save humanity. Like, she's just fine, I oh, guess. Oh, God, I know. Or and, is she? Uh, we'll get knows? to that later. <laughs> oh, also, let's... I'm going to say this now, but we have a section on the show, if you're, if you're new to our show, where we decide who's the gayest X-Men of the episode. And this one... Yeah. Gambit or who and is Jean, the most like homoerotic right. X-Men? And yeah. Gambit and Jean are not in this episode, so it's just like they're not like they cut out all the heterosexual relationships and just made everybody super gay. So get ready for that. And right now we're like dealing with Xavier's like ex-boyfriend. Yeah, Magneto. like Xavier and Magneto, I think were who we chose last time as like the couple of the episode, and they very well could be again this week. But we have plenty of options to choose from. <laughs> so um, the, the point of me mentioning that is that Xavier's just like babbling on about Magneto and how they used mm-hmm. to be friends, but they're not anymore, and their ideals don't match. And Magneto wants violence, and maybe that is what Charles Xavier wants, but maybe he doesn't. This is like him. And Magneto fighting about whether or not they want to get married. Like, that's what this is all secretly about. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. But Xavier's like, it's so boring. It's like, guys, just fuck already. Like, it's fine. All right. You're going to be fine. Wait, so, but then in the background, Wolverine's just like, all right, then let's take care of it. And he's drinking out of a beer can that he, he then is. opens with his claw and continues drinking it. I'm like, you already have that open, dude. Why did you just open it again? And Xavier's just like, we have to go. And so, like, Xavier literally just fucking floats up in his chair from behind his desk and floats away. And I was like, what the hell? I was laughing so hard at that. Then they go see Sabretooth, right? Because then the next thing that happens... Because Sabretooth is also in a floating chair. Why not? Yeah, Sabretooth is restrained in a massive metal chair thingy. And Wolver- Xavier, like, brings everybody over to Sabretooth and, and is like, I've been working on this guy's mind, and I think he's actually going to be okay now. Yeah, Charles is like, I- he's actually a pretty great guy. He's really <laughs> into, like, yoga and, like, getting frappuccinos <laughs> from Starbucks. He's really and into Wolverine that. And Wolverine is like, I don't believe any of it. Yeah, no, Wolverine's just, like, and he's room. a fucking dick, and I hate yeah. him. And why would anybody believe me? And Prestrex is like... Okay, Wolverine, I had to, like, help you calm your rages when you first showed up here, and now you're, like, theoretically fine, even though clearly you constantly have a temper anyway. Totally, totally. And there's a great line here, too, where Xavier goes, just like I did for you, Wolverine, I penetrated his recesses. And then Wolverine goes, (laughs) I'll penetrate. He's like, I know. And then he goes, and then Wolverine goes, yeah, I'll penetrate his recesses or something like that. It's like, he's like, out of like. (laughs) That's exactly what he says, and I, like, lost my mind, because Sabretooth and Wolverine are already so gay for each other, and then Sabretooth's come back to this is, what, you want to kiss and make up? And Wolverine's like, like, kiss this, and I was like, what? (laughs) Everyone is, I mean, they are gay. No, and then it goes on, because then Sabretooth is like, we used to be old pals, we even used to work with each other, but we had some misunderstandings and Wolverine's like yeah right he wasted some of my friends and of mine and I misunderstood yeah but he's being sarcastic I think like he oh didn't, I know yeah I guess the misunderstanding was about like if they were going to like go out and like 
have a, a you know like a nice dinner I mean, it's, and a it's walk just, on the beach a beach or if they were to go see a movie it's like you were saying it's like do they want to get married yeah. or do they want to just like fool around with other people like how yeah, serious totally. do they want to be i mean it was like classic arguments <laughs> <laughs> this is what this whole show was about this 90s children's cartoon was just like metaphors for dating mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. anyway so i love the part where wolverine starts growling him Adam and then Cyclops like pats Wolverine on the back. He's like, "It's gonna be okay, dude." <laughs> I like, I kind of like Cyclops and Wolverine in this series so far because they like obviously disagree, but like Cyclops is like totally willing to like back Wolverine up in all these situations. Like he he's is, always but like, Cyclops is still always a goody two shoes who ultimately agrees with Xavier. So I yeah. can't ever be that much of a fan of him because at the end of the day, he's always like, "We should be respectful of people, even if they're trying to kill us." And I'm oh, like, yeah. "Should we though?" Like, yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, so speaking know. speaking of Xavier and his bad like calls and politics immediately after that Xavier's like anyway Wolverine you should help us with the therapy on Sabretooth and I was like why (laughs) yeah I didn't really get that either like Xavier was like we need your help Wolverine because you've experienced these same symptoms and you could really help Sabretooth and Wolverine is like I'm not gonna do that yeah Wolverine just like fucking bounces and then Xavier's like we'll just deal with his attitude later and I was like uh, maybe you shouldn't have had, uh, like, this guy that, like, slaughtered a bunch of Wolverine's friends and you just asked him to, like, help this dude out. Well, no. because then Xavier's philosophy for everything is that he's like, let's just forgive and forget. Like, no matter how bad the thing was that this person did, let's just keep forgiving them. And, like, right. But then seconds later, seconds later, <laughs> Xavier's like, anyway, we don't know when Magneto is going to attack next, but he's going to. So we need to be prepared. I'm like, you just what? <laughs> Yeah, forgive everyone except Magneto. Yeah, forgive. because it's his personal vendetta. So therefore, man, yeah. I'm just, I can't even. This episode, I, know, I, know. I kept on getting Mag- so bad at Xavier. Xavier is like always a hypocrite, but there's more to come. So then we go and we see Magneto, who's monologuing by himself in a huge room, <laughs> looking at maps on a screen. He's about got like Charles. this massive like computer that he's playing pawn on and then also like using a gps apparently i don't even remember what he's saying i just wrote down that it was a monologue about charles xavier he was probably just complaining that charles doesn't understand him or want to be with him again like i don't know he's looking at it he's literally talking to himself he he does a lot of that because he does he has no friends uh so he's like looking at the like a picture of a chemical plant and he says oh and yeah yeah humans can be used as bait and so that's that's his idea so then so then Magneto goes and attacks the chemical plant, like, seconds later. Metrochem. Like, we apparently went through him, like, watching it to, like, him actually being there. And he's like, he, this is, like, a whole series of scenes where Magneto starts, like, using his powers to, like, strangle people, like, telekinetically and shit. Yeah, and I'm like, he has powers that he would not have. I'm like, like is he fucking like his Darth little, Vader? Like, like what's going on? magnetic beam that he keeps shooting at people. Somehow that what beam is has that? a power... <laughs> to like hurt storm and cyclops and rogue and i'm like he doesn't have the power to do that like he's just shooting beams of energy at people and magneto can't do that he can't shoot beams (laughs) of energy at people like that's not a thing he can do i I mean i don't know they got i mean is it i don't think it is no i'm just thinking about how as shitty and weird of a cartoon that evolution was they were at least creative on like 
how to utilize Magneto well, bending metal. <laughs> I mean, like he's in this power plant. He's in a chemical plant surrounded by metal. And at first it starts out with him bending the metal. Like he breaks through the metal ceiling and then he's like breaking the metal tubes and stuff and like destroying the chemical plant. People are running away, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, sure, I buy it. He, that's all metal. I'll buy that. But then, he but starts then like, as soon as the X-Men show up, he's he's like firing beams of light at them. And I'm like, what is that made out of, dude? Like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Like, well, exactly. Pick and up some metal and throw it at the X-Men. I, he's like, like just, literally in a chemical plant full of like metal tubes yeah. and shit. And he uh, could like pick machinery. Up a tube. He could pick up a tube and like try to tie up the X-Men with it or something with his mind. Right, like, exactly. There's lots of stuff he could be doing. I think and that, they don't I do think it. in the later animated series, uh, like, you know, Evolution and Wolverine and the X-Men, they, they do play upon that. Thank God, because this is just weird. But before they weird. even go there, you know, uh, Rogue's all standing there being like, your old buddy sure doesn't let the grass grow beneath his feet. And then Xavier's like, he's challenging me. He will, He's going to hurt the workers to just get at me. And he turns to Jubilee and Xavier's like, Jubilee, you watch after Sabretooth. We're all going to leave. And Jubilee just goes, oh, my favorite job. And I was like, you just like told this is a child who you just I told know. to babysit a fucking like a, like a grown man who's a known criminal who has committed repeated murders uh, right i was gonna say like this uh trained mutant assassin essentially and he's and like he's, jubilee can watch him he's like restrained but if he gets out there's nothing jubilee can do where are gambit and gene that's my I question why know. can't they watch Sabretooth? they're just, they just not here for some magical fucking reason them? They just couldn't be bothered. Oh my god! I like Gambit how just... and Jean are on a private vacation because they're having an affair with each other. I don't know. I don't know I, where well, they no, are. Well, no, they were just cut out because if they were there, it'd be a little too heterosexual, and like that would just impede on how gay this episode is. So, I mean, honestly, though, it is crazy that Jubilee is the one guarding Sabretooth, and it's like clear foreshadowing for the fact that shit is gonna go down because oh. there's it's like absurd, but I, whatever. I the think... reason why Xavier doesn't care is because he has to go see his boyfriend at the chemical plant, <laughs> and he can't not go. Yeah, because apparently we're gonna go do the batman thing now one of them's gonna be pushed into like chemicals and become like a god i, I wish no, it's not even that like good. not the it's joker just, the jester just people monologuing with oh, each other i know okay so so anyway uh the the music cues up and we're getting pumped right and mm-hmm. like the x-men are running into the blackboard and we're treated to like the shittiest animation of the blackbird like flying out towards the camera and it's like and it's done in like maybe 10 frames where it flies through a tunnel and then over the ocean so it just is like moving and stop animation and like the walls are getting bigger and then smaller and then bigger and then they're outside and they're inside again and then they're back outside and they're going through a waterfall and i'm like what the fuck is happening right now so <laughs> they're on their way to metro chem i mean they I mean, gotta go through a waterfall to get there at this point know. they could have just not animated any of that because it wasn't necessary to see them fly the blackbird i know but they probably i don't know they needed to buy time i have no idea uh, so uh, the x-men start fighting magneto and he shoots the beams of light which we talked about um and Mag- it is pretty Ma- funny when storm like tries to shoot him with lightning and magneto like shrugs hilariously and is like have you forgotten the, that electricity and magnetism are related like that made me laugh out loud oh that made like- me laugh too and also because magneto was just sitting there he was like floating there just like 
grinning like i know i loved it he's like sup he looks really funny in that moment and um also i liked the idea that the x-men are still total noobs because this is only their third mission like we're still really early on in how the how far along the x-men are with fighting people and like knowing what to do right in this universe anyway they don't really know how to fight magneto yet they don't know anything about him yet really like I, i liked that they were still fucking up a lot I did, I did too. And I liked Rogue going, maybe I could steal some of this boy's thunder. And she flies at him, and then Magneto holds up his hand, and you don't see anything except Rogue fly backwards into the ground into, like, a pile of crates. And I'm like, what just happened? I think he shot another one of his beams of light at her, which for some reason but worked. how did that stop her from flying? That's not her powers. And she, I don't think she's I even wearing metal on her. no. Look, this is what I'm telling you. Magneto is so overpowered in this scene. It's like, what the fuck? He's stopping like four X-Men. I don't know. And then then Storm tries throwing lightning at him again. And he just like blatantly ignores her and turns around and like rips open. Finally, he uses powers correctly and rips open like like a toxic can of gas next to Cyclops. And Cyclops just like passes the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the first thing he, like, actually does. Okay, and then after, like, almost all of the X-Men have been KO'd, Xavier finally shows up and makes a grand entrance. And he's like, you're hey. sca- You're missing the part where Storm, like, gets thrown into the wall and the wall collapses on her, starts collapsing on her. I and think Storm- that happens, like, at the same time as Xavier finally fucking showing up. But I mean, Storm that's has, like, a little true. PTSD flashback like as the rocks are falling where she like remembers being a child and like rocks falling in her home right right and rogue's like it's weird and rogue's like (laughs) casually flying over and she's like you just can't get close to some men and then she goes over and flies over to her girlfriend tries to catch the the wall but she can't and like and magnitude just keeps blowing shit up in the background like walls and rocks and like plastic and i'm like okay if you're, if you're, like, how did Magneto get those rocks to fall? Because this those is, weren't metal. This is like when fucking we were watching X-Men Apocalypse in theaters and like, they're like, Magneto, if you feel the earth, you can control everything inside of it. And Magneto's like, cool. So he just like starts destroying the entire earth. And I'm like, okay, so his power is literally everything. And like, that's not. <laughs> yeah. Like he can just touch the soil and like feel metal <laughs> and in the suck soil. suck a hole from like one side of the world to the other. <laughs> It's, like, completely ridiculous. But anyway, he causes what appear to be stones to fall on Rogue and Storm, and they're briefly knocked out. Um, and that's when Xavier's floating around. He's like, stop the cottage, Magneto. It's me that you want. I just couldn't believe that Xavier took, like, ten fucking minutes to do this. Well, he's like, in a fucking... Where was he? I was going to say he's in a wheelchair, but he's got, a like, a rocket got, wheelchair like a that flies wheelchair. around. I think he was just, like waiting around being lazy i don't know i hate him anyway (laughs) um, i I hate him he's fired then it goes back to rogue and she's saving storm and then after she saves storm which is adorable she goes over and saves cyclops because rogue does all the work for this mission for some reason that's true and also when rogue is saving storm she has a line here that maybe like are storm and rogue dating because she's like yeah because she's like don't do this to me baby and it's like weirdly romantic i know i know she's like the bricks weren't that heavy and she's like trying to bring her back to life it's really cute and then and then she sees that storm's alive and she's like oh don't scare me like that sugar and we're like i was like i don't remember any of this and like (laughs) maybe it's because i'm a gay man so i'm not really paying attention to like when i was 13 at least i wasn't paying attention to like which girls were flirting with each other 
Um, I certainly pretended, but I didn't do a very good job of it, apparently, because all I remember <laughs> is, like, Wolverine, Cyclops, and Sabretooth going and having, like, gay dates together. Uh, well, but, that's the majority of the show. Right, but, but in this particular episode, uh, like, Rogue keeps on, like, it it, it kind of made me think about the first episode, how they were shopping for sexy lingerie together. Yeah, and you had questions I, about that, and I did it for some reason. I kind of like that this idea that Storm and Rogue are friends or girlfriends in this version of the show. Like, I had never really thought of those characters as being friends, per yeah, se. Yeah, that's how I feel, but too, because... Jean is barely in this show so far. Because <laughs> if there's anyone Storm's going to date, it's going to be Jean Grey, right? Cause... I mean... Jean Grey's pretty cool, but Jean also seems pretty straight, at least in this iteration of the show. That's but true. we'll see. Maybe she'll maybe she'll gay it up later. But Rogue seems like she could swing both ways. Like, honestly. I'm into that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So so then Rogue goes to save Cyclops. Yeah. She swings both ways, so she goes and gives Cyclops mouth to mouth and like makes jokes about it that no one would be able to hear. Oh no, I lo- <laughs> I know she's talking to him and being like she's like, Come on, pretty boy, make a girl feel welcome. Don't worry, I won't tell Jean. I just hope... And then lasers blast out of her eyes and starts well, destroying yeah, everything. I, I was actually kind of glad about that because as she was giving Cyclops mouth to mouth, I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh, she's no. touching him. Like, wouldn't she be causing him to pass out? And like, then she gets I his know. powers. And then she so starts like, shooting okay, them everywhere. It. And like, she, like, for a full like five minutes, she's just shooting laser beams, destroying the entire place. And she's like, how do you shut these off? And Cyclops is like, shut your eyes. And I'm thinking... Why is this concept still so difficult to understand? Everybody knows that Cyclops' powers comes from his eyeballs. You know yeah, how you stop them? Like your shut eyes. them. Like duh. <laughs> I, it it also lasts way too long. It's like a minute of Rogue destroying stuff and being like, "How do I turn it off?" And I'm like, "Rogue, you know the answer to this and question." Meanwhile, Cyclops like passes out again, and so she shuts her eyes and covers them. And she's waving around towards nothing, and be like, "Cyclops, where are you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know so then we go know. back to like because like rogues like flailing around like an idiot in the background and so then we get back to magneto and xavier and they talk for a really long time and i put they I, do i plucked out some lines that i thought were important to translate their relationship with each other and their ideals but it was like a five minute fucking conversation for children's it shows is. um it starts out with magneto saying the years have been kind to you charles which is blatantly him saying he thinks xavier is attractive yeah. and i was like yeah. okay. what the fuck is happening right now <laughs> and then and then he's like uh okay oh he says pity how it hasn't brought you wisdom and charles mm-hmm. is like wisdom you call this destruction wisdom and magneto goes I will give you a final chance. And Xavier's like, never. And Magneto goes, you fool. You still dream of peace with those who will destroy all mutants. And Xavier's like, after all the suffering we've seen, you wish to see the death of thousands of mutants. And Magneto, or humans, not mutants, sorry. Uh, And Magneto says, when I was a child, people talked... People talked while other people prepared for war. They used reason while others used tanks, and they were destroyed. I won't stop by and watch it happen again. And I yeah. felt like, and there was more lines in there, but I felt like those, those were the were, lines that I thought were really good. The yeah. last ones, because Magneto is referring to the Holocaust there, even though they refuse to acknowledge it on this show. Well, maybe but, the Robocop um, Holocaust. I don't yeah, fucking know. I mean, I think it's supposed to really be the Holocaust. And so Magneto was talking about how, like, okay, so the the rise of the Nazi regime, a lot of threats were being made, a lot of statements were being made. And, you know, people responded by being like, 
ah, they're probably not really going to do it. Like the Nazis probably really aren't as bad as it seems. Like if you go back and read history about that time, that's like the reactions that people were having. Mm, Let's hope that's not like a statement of our time because that's pretty fucking terrifying. uh, This show is still relevant today. I'll say that much. Um, And so Magneto is basically saying, I'm seeing similar things like that happening today. And I am going to strike back before anything happens. And um, we're going to see some statements from Senator Kelly later that I think sort of back up that opinion right uh for the moment magneto seems like maybe he's going too far but we don't really know yet so but also i think in this scene he's threatening to kill professor x right right because he's hurling professor xavier out of his floating wheelchair and xavier's like crawling away he's like this is your last chance to join me or i'm gonna kill you because you're getting in my way he doesn't say it in so many words but that was how i interpreted what he was saying no i think now this is this is when but then Xavier, oh my god this fucking pissed me off too because <laughs> I, I i understand can't. that xavier is trying to to, to save, like, his, save own his own life. life but the way he does it doesn't make any sense it's because so fucked up because he's like well then he's like i'm just gonna make you like i'm gonna hack into your brain and make you relive all the traumas that you experienced in yeah, the holocaust as a child and i'm he like hacks into magneto's brain and forces magneto to experience what it was like to watch like nazi tanks overtaking his, overtaking his city as he's and, running and, and like away. literally killing and, like, his parents crying as a child i know and i was like how and do you think this is, is like, going screaming. to save you xavier like how is it's just gonna make him mad like that would fucking make if somebody was like a super powered villain flying around and your attack was to give them ptsd attack they're not gonna be like calming down they're gonna they're gonna be wildly out of control like well i mean luckily what magneto manages to do instead is sort of snap out of it enough to sort of like blast a hole in the wall and then he flies away and, and escapes and like gets away crying like um yeah because Xavier like, did this incredibly fucked up thing like it's <laughs> like so fucked up and i guess it's sort of justified by the fact that xavier's trying to save his own life and his only ability to like get magneto to stop trying to kill well, him he's, is to he's do also this horrible supposedly thing. trying to save the humans but xavier doesn't apparently fucking know where they are because he asks seconds later to Rogue where they are, and Rogue's like, "Oh, they all hightailed it out of here like when this happened." And Xavier's, "Oh, and Xavier's just like, oh, uh, good, good, good. Then I planned for that." And I'm like, <laughs> "Shut up!" Yeah, like all of the humans who originally worked at this factory apparently were perfectly safe and ran away before oh, right. anything. And then, I, like, I don't know. And then Xavier, sure. I, he, he holds his fingers to his head, and then his fucking chair reacts to that, and like yeah, flies okay. over to him. I <laughs> like what the. Hell? I was also like, how is this possible? Because he doesn't have telekinetic powers. He just, he just fucking mind was, hacks this, his own chair over to I him. was seriously laughing way harder during this episode. Like, at least during the other episodes, I was taking, like, actual notes. But in this one, I was like, not, none of this makes any kind of sense. And Xavier's just being an asshole in the background about Xavier everything. Is horrible. And I hope people are on our side at this point when it comes to, like, how bad he I sucks. I mean, if they're not, don't worry. We have four more seasons of this bullshit of Xavier being fucking stupid. <laughs> well, he's really bad in this episode. Hey, listen, I love the X-Men, but I'm still Team Magneto because at least he fucking tries. He fucking tries, and I feel like his his actions make sense based on who he is. Yeah, also like we've, we've I, gone over that. I like keep a on saying times. that he's he's selfless, and uh, Xavier is very selfish. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then uh, Xavier goes, "Let's go home. I will mentally be your eyes." So he like gets yeah, inside of Rogue's Rogue head. Can't open her eyes, and so they Rogue uses her super strength to carry like everyone home by right. herself because and this she's is, amazing. Exactly. I I this whole episode, I was like. 
uh i remember when rogue was such a great character like in the comics and she still is but she was better in like you know the 80s and the 90s and then like after evolution they made her incredibly goth which is fine but i wish they could retain some of the badassery and like southern bell sassiness and flirtatiousness yeah, that stuff is like totally gone in the later rogue years yeah but for now she's still got all these funny sayings and she's a badass and it's like a fun combination of, of right, personality right, right. traits uh so now we cut to senator kelly who is a press conference right yeah. and he's just going on about how he's pissed off that the president rescinded the mutant registration act and this is the first we're hearing of the mutant registration act on this show right but it also without showing the actual president kind of gives us more we get to see more into like whose side she's on because right right we hear that she apparently rescinded something else to do with like keeping track of mutants right and this is the second thing she's done right. since you know because at the first the first episode she like made a statement but then like you know she was talking but to it was like a pretty moderate statement but then privately she was like i'm gonna cut off funding for the mutant yeah control to agency. Guy Trask, and then she cut off like you know the mutant registration act which pissed off senator kelly so it's yes. you know and he is he's giving this big speech about how we've seen these, you know, seeming mutant terrorists attacking two different places by now, the missiles and Metro Chem. And also and, the jail and the mutant control agency. Yeah, although I don't even think he mentions all of that, but he, no. he's basically saying, like, look, we've seen crazed mutants attacking these places and freaks of nature or whatever he calls them, mistakes of nature, I think. Um, and that's why I'm going to run for president. And also when I'm president, I'm going to create mutant internment camps. We're oh going to send God. them all to camps. Dude, and we're, that was they're like, going to be under military control. And I was like, holy shit. Right? Like, <laughs> this, this whole episode, I was like, like, should we throw on one of those labels that say not for children? Because everybody's gay yeah. and blatantly flirting and fucking. And then there's like, like shout outs to Nazi Germany and concentration camps and like PTSD more than once because yeah, you have PTSD like PTSD is referred to yeah you're right you're right because it's, like, there's two references to, right right to right kind of and this is happening. before we even get to any of Wolverine shit so like yeah um so and I, then Senator Kelly is basically saying let's restart the Holocaust with mutants which is really crazy because as we've already talked about on this podcast like not all mutants are dangerous like there's mutants with completely useless powers there's mutants with I, potentially I mean, yeah, you dangerous could be powers fucking doug ramsey like, whose ability is to speak multiple languages and that's like his power yeah like it's it's <laughs> absurd to say that all mutants are dangerous and that all mutants are terrorists like those are claims that aren't backed up by anything um other than just like fear i mean that's yeah that's exactly partly why the x-men are supposed to be a metaphor for other things it's not a, it's not a great metaphor but at least in this case it's clear that senator kelly's position is like out of hand and also an echo of what magneto had said moments before when he was like listen i watched this happen and i don't want it to happen again and now we're essentially watching it happen again on this show so the reporters are like well what the fuck are you gonna do about it and you know senator kelly's like well i'm gonna run to as president and literally all the report reporters are like what the yeah, fuck I was like, why are they surprised <laughs> like it's pretty fucking obvious senator kelly is gearing up for a presidential run but okay guys you know apparently this is also being like live streamed into the danger room where fucking jubilee is watching it and she's like yes. yeah right and i'm the queen of england yeah, which is funny. Sabretooth and Jubilee are like chilling in the danger room watching TV and watching Senator Kelly. And Sabretooth is like freaking out because he's so mad about what Senator Kelly is yeah, saying. Yeah, this is like one of those moments where you're like, oh, Sabretooth is such an asshole. But sometimes you remember that like 
he's kind of cool (laughs) yeah like when he's done correctly yeah but so he's like he's like let's kill this guy basically yeah basically and so and so jubilee walks over and she's like yo you need to calm down and she looks at his wrist and he's like he's like your wrist is all fucked up and he's like he's been shackled by this metal chair so he's like straining against it and like hurting his wrist yeah totally so and then you know Sabretooth is like oh well i'm sorry i just this the anchor still gets the best of me, but all the work that Charles Xavier is doing is really fixing me. And Jubilee's like, well, if you promise to be good, I'll unshackle you for a second so we can fix your wrist. And, and Saber says, like, why, thank you, dear child. And then she does so, and immediately he, like, grabs her. He's like, ha-ha, I've been faking it all around, and now I'm going to kill you because Wolverine's not here and I have to kill somebody. And he also reveals that he's been working with Magneto and that he was a spy and that this was all planned and he was just trying to get into Xavier's Institute for reasons. Well, to like, figure... he doesn't really explain I guess, why. I don't know, because he says that Magneto needed to figure out where it was but literally like <laughs> it's called fucking charles xavier's like school for gifted mutants there's a sign outside in the front like i, I just thought that was like bullshit like Sabretooth probably didn't intend to get kidnapped but he's just like being an idiot and he was like i meant for this to happen <laughs> and jubilee can't fight him because he's holding her arms back so she can't really fire anything at him yeah plus she's a child and she's never been trained for combat before and right. like there's no reason why she was even there other oh, than I know. So, xavier well, being negligent yeah you know what's interesting though is that even though jubilee is um essentially being held captive she's not screaming for help she's still actively trying to fight him and reason with him yeah and she gets a cool moment later at the end of this fight right but i then... think i think right here is pretty cool and during that you see a silhouette of blatantly wolverine because nobody okay. else wears a costume that's stupid so yet another like long entrance too because she logan basically waits until Sabretooth is like it's too bad wolverine <laughs> isn't here and then wolverine walks out of the shadows and is like I know. wolverine's like waiting for here. his fucking stage cue he's like it's my ch- <laughs> that's my line to go and he like bounces on stage like it's does a so cartwheel funny. But also, like, Jubilee has been struggling against Sabretooth for, like, a minute before Logan finally emerges from the shadows and is like, now it's time for my big moment. I actually loved it, though. I loved the whole fight between him and Sabretooth and, like, the one-liners and shit. Oh, my God. Okay, so then we get some animations of Sabretooth throwing Jubilee into a wall. And then Uh Sabretooth gets up, and I realize that Sabretooth has, like, a ridiculous eight-pack. Um, yeah, this was around when I started to notice that Sabretooth's costume makes him look naked, and I noticed <laughs> it because he and Wolverine start wrestling for like two minutes. <laughs> okay, but also Wolverine's, I don't know if you noticed this, on, on one of the animations is Wolverine's walking towards uh, Sabretooth, there's like a bulge in his like crotch that's getting bigger and bigger like the lines are getting bigger and I was like, is that intentional or is that like, what's happening here? <laughs> I was like, because so I feel like, like a gay sex scene. I don't that happens. know. The animation in this show goes between them being so lazy and also sneaking in little things that, because I've seen so this, these episodes so many times now, and we have animator friends that will point shit out to us. I'd be like, oh, I would have never noticed that before. So they're like, A, sneaking shit in, also like not completing to animate things. I mean, I don't know if Wolverine was supposed to have a boner during the scene or not. I I, can't confirm or deny that. I don't know. So then, you know, it's up to the fans' interpretation. I guess so. Because then, you know, Sabretooth jumps on top of Wolverine and they just are wrestling on the ground. They're not even punching each other. They're just like, they're just wrestling, growling and groaning and moaning and like, 
Wolverine's legs are going up in the air, and like Sabretooth is like getting in like a fucking imposition. <laughs> it's like yeah. I don't know what else how to call it because they're just on top of each other for they a really are, long it, it's, time. It's like a long time. And then um uh, so eventually Sabretooth grabs Wolverine's own claws and is like trying to cut Wolverine with his own claws, basically. I guess, it's... but then he throws like Wolverine into a wall, and then I guess is I guess time goes backward for a second here because then it goes to like Cyclops and Rogue and Storm coming home with Xavier and the, yep. they hear a crash like a minute or two later so I think like it went back in time for a second to show what they were doing and yeah, they, they so come they're in getting home from the mission and they like have cups of espresso oh, and they're like lounging God. No. around can we talk about where the espresso came from because like Cyclops <laughs> literally went over to a blank wall and pushed a button on the wall and like a panel on the wall opened and two little like nozzles just had like squirt out little cups of espresso to give them and then the wall shut and I was like you know I this mean, is I'm probably espresso, why but I don't even know what it is I, like it's just I, little I, cups I thought it was maybe like a, like a healing drink but I think it was just espresso and I mean, I guess caffeine heals. Uh, but I guess it also explains why I wrote so many stories when I was 16 or 13 about like walls that like ha- had other functions. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. But I mean, it's basically like I've been watching a bunch of Star Trek lately. And so for me, I just watch it and I was like, yeah, sure. It's a Star Trek replicator. They just opened the replicator. They ordered some espresso and they took it out. Like that's essentially what it looks like. Oh, here. I know. And then Cyclops is like, my powers are back. I'm feeling better already. And Rogue walks over, and she takes off her sunglasses, and she opens her eyes for a second to make sure she doesn't shoot laser beams. Which and is then wildly she's... dangerous, by the I way. I know, I know. I don't know why she just did that with the sunglasses on, but whatever. I know! And so then she sits down all sexily next to Cyclops, and she's like, we'll have to do that again sometime. And Cyclops doesn't even say no. He just goes, he goes yeah, yeah uh, oh. well, uh, uh, and he's like, girl, hitting on me, brain can't compute. <laughs> and then luckily he's interrupted by, like, gay sex in the other room getting too loud, because then Sabretooth and Wolverine, like, crash into something, and everyone's like, wait, what's going on in there? Oh, Maybe I, we should check on the teenager that we left with I, Sabretooth. I know that, too. I did write a note here, and I forgot about this, where I said, like, are Rogue and Cyclops fucking now? And then I go, you know what? Honestly, good for Rogue and Wolverine. Because they're just getting it on with literally all the X-Men, so... Like, they really are. Although in Rogue's case, it's more just like teasing herself because she can't I mean, actually have sex with I was, anyone. I, I don't know if I want to get into this right now, but I'm sure there are plenty of ways for Rogue to still have sex with all oh, of her totally. clothes on. I mean, there's all kinds of toys, saran wrap. Yeah, I mean, I know. Rogue is <laughs> getting it foil. in. It's happening. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Anyway, so then we go, everybody runs back into the room where Sabretooth and Wolverine are fighting, and somehow at the climax of the fight, Sabretooth, like, scratches Wolverine, and it, like, actually hurts him somehow. Well, hold on, you're missing, you just, you, you... Did I skip something? What did I skip? I feel like this is important, because Xavier flies into the room on his fucking chair, and he's like, Wolverine, what did I teach oh, you about right, revenge? Right, How right. many times do I tell <laughs> oh you not to God. let your personal feelings endanger the team? And I wrote, um, you should talk, asshole Xavier. Oh, my God. Yeah, then, I forgot. Then You're right. A second later, Jubilee calls Xavier out. She's like, yo, while you guys were off dealing with your boyfriend, this dude tried to kill me and Wolverine just saved my ass. So, like, mm-hmm. he was actually Xavier saving my life. Xavier assumes that Wolverine is being petty by fighting Sabretooth, but actually Wolverine was doing the right thing here. And she also shoots Sabretooth. Yes. After, she af- gets the final blow. After, after Sabretooth apparently, like half kills wolverine with like a kitty scratch and, i know like, uh jubilee uses her firework plasmoid things to 
shoot him right through a wall and i guess they're not underground because Sabretooth just is like winds up on the front lawn so i was like so much for the underground base of the, the mansion i guess i don't know so yeah, i mean i guess they're in like a slightly higher room in the mansion also, for this scene why again is wolverine's healing factor non-existent that was what i wrote down does he just not have a healing factor on this show because no, because he uses it they later. take him to the med bay i don't and they're understand like, thank goodness wolverine is okay from this Sabretooth scratch that he got and I was like what the fuck did what did Sabretooth scratch him I with? I literally do not understand because I know in later episodes it's referenced. He has it. So Plus like he has adamantium claws. How else could he possibly get them installed without having a healing factor? <laughs> like that's fucking impossible. And ripped out and then put back in again. I don't know. And um, like I assume he has the entire skeleton although they haven't referred to that either. Um, he just has the claws as far as we know, right. but usually like the, the skeleton gives him more durability in general. Um, exactly. Uh, but we so haven't, we haven't seen references to any of that. We don't, and, we and don't a- know what's going on. So now he's in the infirmary and Xavier is just finally like, I was wrong Wolverine. I should have <laughs> listened to you. I let my passion for my ideal that all mutants could be brothers blind me. And she's like, that's twice I failed. And the storm's like, we all failed professor together i'm like don't fucking console him storm this is all I, his fucking fault like it is my last note that i wrote down was just xavier is trash i don't even know okay, why i, wrote I like that. you wrote that i wrote xavier's an asshole <laughs> <laughs> that was how i closed out the episode i don't even remember what the fuck his monologue was i just remember listening to it and being like fuck you and yeah and then as soon as he finishes that sentence xavier goes anyway we need to get ready to attack my ex-boyfriend and that's I'm like, probably why i wrote that and i'm just like <laughs> He's, he just was like, you are right, Wolverine, about everything, but I'm just to ignore everything I just said, and just, we're going to go and attack Magneto anyway. And don't worry, Magneto is also doing something equally as stupid, because he's yeah, standing, because on, he's a standing on a fucking cliff, he's <laughs> under the moon, like, citing Floating. poetry under the fucking moonlight, and like, looking Talk out at the cityscape. No Magneto is just monologuing to no one, being like, you'll see, you'll all see someday, and <laughs> And he just slowly floats into the background. I think that's supposed to be like, uh, like setting up the idea that he's gonna make a brotherhood of mutants because he keeps yeah. up being like, I need friends and like flying away. I don't <laughs> know. This is well, he kind of has one friend so far, Sabretooth. Uh, um, although we haven't really seen them together yet, but but it's at least implied that they well, were together. In which way are we implying they were together? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, that's what i want some hot magnitude magnitude magneto on Sabretooth action oh my god this episode's really gay so that's the end of the episode and i understand that this episode just was fucking i i feel like it was really fast like i feel like it was like there were two scenes and then it was over and nothing happened in either of them I know it did feel like it moved by really fast, but I liked it. Actually, it was really funny. Um, I was sad that we didn't get to see check in on Beast, but I assume we're going to get back to him eventually. Right. And we don't know where the fuck Gambit is or Gene. Like we don't. I think the animators just only animate so many things per episode and the writers just don't deal with like having every character because it just becomes too much eventually. Yeah. Like we've already kind of noticed this in previous episodes where it's like, well, where's so-and-so where's so-and-so like sometimes people just aren't there and I'm sure that's going to keep happening throughout the show. Um, it was very stupid in this episode because it was like, why is Jubilee the person that's in charge of this? I don't know. I mean, it works for Xavier's character, I guess. But, you know, 
this is at the point where you can tell that this is a cartoon that had many different writers for different episodes on. So, like, because you can tell, you know, the first two episodes were written by one person who was an incredibly good writer because I loved those first two episodes and I felt like the dialogue really worked. And then the second episode was, like, really all over the place and broken up. And, like, I mean, it was fun for Magneto, but, like, you know, it was definitely just, like, a very, like what's the word it was like a very incomplete episode and then mm-hmm. this episode just felt like it was like written action oriented well it, it it was written by somebody that i feel like like wrote stage performances because like there's just so much happening like and like so much unnecessarily do- dialogue happening and so i i don't know uh but you can definitely tell that it's different writers per certain episodes and you can sort of tell by like the way that the episodes are structured and in this case this one's structured to be literally just about uh magneto and xavier like whining in a chemical planet and then like Sabretooth and wolverine also whining in the x-mansion and like that's the whole episode it pretty much is i mean aside from one moment with senator kelly where we kind of reveal some more plot points long-term plot points um we don't have much. So I guess we should go into politics, even though there's not much of that either. That's my that's um, the politics theme. Enjoy. So other than just the mention of internment camps, there's not actually a lot of politics in this episode, really. Like, uh, there's some discussion of Magneto and Xavier's politics again. I think which we talked about a lot last week. I think there's more stuff going on with Senator Kelly because even though he does mention uh, the the camps, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people are sort of like, okay, so you're going to literally try and do what Hitler did. That's yeah. fucked up. And when you think about the politics of that, that means like Senator Kelly wants to be some sort of like anti mutant dictator, and that's scary. And I think that is uh, something to be noted because it's like in this episode. Senator Kelly is basically doing something that happened decades ago and was worldwide known as a bad idea and a bad thing. And that that it's terrifying and also still sort of relevant now. <laughs> I think so. I mean, it, it definitely was something that I was thinking about as soon as I heard the phrase internment. Camp yeah, because... I, like when I saw heard that, I was like, ooh, this is like it's weird because this was in the 90s referencing like a different time period entirely but yeah, now rewatching I mean, it could have been referring to a couple of things i mean I, I guess i guess the obvious parallel is the holocaust but it's it's not like america hasn't had other forms of internment camps unfortunately over the course of our history right uh and at no point should they have been legal and they still happen like undocumented workers still sometimes get pulled into camps which is really fucked up and it's it's worth looking into if you're listening and you don't aren't familiar with any of that um and obviously, that's something that our current administration wants to do more of. But even even Obama's administration did some of that stuff. And it's, like, worth looking at. Right. Um, and it's just, like, something that we've considered to be okay for a really long time. And, I mean, I I don't even think that the prison system that we have is, like, acceptable at all. I, well, In case people I, listening to this show didn't realize, like, how progressive I mean, I we're am. watching, like, <laughs> we're doing a rewatch of the X-Men. And it, the X-Men is 90% of our brain space so i I know i think you would have to be basically everything in my brain is progressive values and and time travel and time travel (laughs) and mutant powers and watching star trek and x-men and resident evil and resident evil but that's well you know that's a separate commentary yeah 
Okay. So anyway, (laughs) I was definitely thinking about that stuff during that Senator Kelly speech. And like, I think that X-Men sets up Senator Kelly as being like this really out there guy who like probably won't win, but he's definitely dragging the sentiment further to the right Right. um, and further towards like just really terrifying ideals, like way right, like um, fascist right. I I like Uh, how we're trying to be very nice to dance around potential... You know, all, those, all the Trump supporters that listen to our podcast, I just want to make sure to include them because I'm apparently pulling a Xavier and I like want to be nice for some fucking reason. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, but there was also the whole part with the, the president like rescinding all of this stuff. Right. Because at this point, I think it's been made pretty clear that the president in the X-Men universe, at least this one right now, is democratic or liberal to some degree because she's trying to do the fair thing for everyone mm-hmm. um without because she doesn't know what the mutants are like it's still a relatively new concept to them they don't know who the x-men are they just see them as freedom fighters uh and you know she's trying to make the right call about that and senator kelly's reaction is to like throw them all in concentration camps yeah yeah i mean if he can right now he doesn't have the political power well, i was gonna to do say that, because but... the fucking giant assassin robots didn't work out so we gotta go for the next thing yeah although i i mean we know that trask is gonna come back later but yeah for the moment we don't we don't know who the major antagonist is gonna be senator kelly is obviously one form of antagonist in this of the political antagonist all right i think at this point we've actually really like discovered a whole bunch of different sides because we obviously see xavier's ideals but not everybody of the x-men agrees with them like you know wolverine is not a hundred percent on board uh yep. eventually and even cyclops isn't necessarily although he goes along with xavier there's still moments when he questions xavier and is like how should we be going about this and right so on. right and then you know there's the president who's trying to balance between everything and then you have senator kelly doing mm-hmm. his far-right scary bullshit uh, you have Trask and Gyrak who are just illegally trying to kidnap and <laughs> kill mutants. Like, and I don't like know, like torture. Killing robots and just like waiting until the time is right for them to come back and yeah, use them. Completely. And then you have like teenagers like Jubilee who's just like blissfully unaware of what's going on, but like also mm-hmm. exper- like going through this experience. Plus you have Magneto who's building the Brotherhood of Mutants and Sabretooth who's also like sort of in the background there. Yeah. And like they're blatantly terrorists and they just believe that you know, they can kill humans and, and rule over humans. But it's also kind of like an interesting perspective to see from them because you can already tell that systemic bigotry is happening against mutants. Mutants aren't being given a fair shake. Right. So why not just declare mutant territory or like create some sort of mutant free zone that they could live in or something? Right. I mean, it's you can sort of see everybody's perspective. I mean, it's hard for me to relate to somebody like Senator Kelly, but like from his vantage point, he's just afraid and bigoted. So he's like, I just need to get rid of all of these terrifying monsters. That's how I perceive them. That's my perspective. So even his perspective, you can kind of like understand it, even though it's fucked up. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of different points. The beast's still in jail. Because, like, yep. you know, they just don't, they won't even give him the time of day. Because he basically doesn't have rights. I mean, basically what we're seeing is that mutants just don't have rights in this society because people, like, haven't really decided, like, how they want to deal with mutants yet. Right. So they just, they're just fucked. Like, that's not great. I think it's whatever. interesting in this universe that mutants are a potential danger to society, but giant assassin robots are, like, totally chill. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's sort of 
it's sort of similar to our own society, actually, where we are totally fine with investing a whole lot of money in like terrifying military weapons. But we we think marginalized people are like opposing a serious threat. Oh, yeah. It's it's a little. It's basically identical to that. But yeah, basically, (laughs) all I know is that I watched this episode. I was like, okay, these this all of this is way too close to what we're experiencing right now in current day politics. And this that came out in like 1992, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. As usual, this episode hit too close to home. But there's actually not that much of that in there. Mostly this episode is just like fun stuff. Uh, Mostly Um, this episode is like blatantly all the characters dating. Yeah. And also, like, aside from, like, a couple moments with Magneto having that monologue and, like, me thinking about the Holocaust and stuff, like, it's mostly just me being like, wow, Xavier's a piece of trash. Like, that was the majority of this episode (laughs) for me. Xavier's just a giant piece of shit. He really is. He smells like he belongs in the bathroom in the toilet because he's just a giant floating piece of shit. He's just a turd. He's just a huge One of those lawn ones that you can't get rid of. Yeah. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) So I guess we're done with the politics section unless we had anything else to add. No, no. I'm I'm good with that. I think I could just say that it's terrifying and that it's reflective on current day situations, which makes it more terrifying. I hope that people today don't become anything like Professor X, who apologizes to everyone and is selfish and doesn't actually think about like how his actions affect others. Don't be like Xavier. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Pick uh, somebody else and be like them. Like literally anybody else. Be, be like Magneto. Rogue. Be be like Wolverine. Don't be Xavier. I like I'll I'll pick Wolverine, but like in a sexy way. Okay. I think we need to like get out of this section because we, we do. I mean, okay. So I guess I guess the next section is which X Men is the gayest. Yeah, let's. This ha- is gonna be. It's going to be. Oh God. The X Men something it's who's that x-men next no Wait, we we're gonna it? we're gonna talk about the we're gonna do it out of order because we already brought it up so let's just do it okay okay and then we can <laughs> go back to Sabretooth. uh all right so all all of the <laughs> I, like, I, mean... I wrote down i felt like the obvious answer before even watching the episode was going to be wolverine and Sabretooth, and yeah. i'm not wrong because right. like they definitely spend like two minutes on the ground like groaning and thrusting against each other that and not doing and anything they have like several very homoerotic lines towards each other very yeah like all that like whole thing about them making out like <laughs> yeah like they joke around about kissing and, and making penetration up and like penetrating each other's recesses I, yeah. and like etc et and then they et roll out of the ground growling and like i don't know like they're not making out, but they're definitely, Plus, like, Sabretooth's thrusting outfit, against each other. Like, Sabretooth's outfit makes him look like a gay wrestler. I don't... His outfit is crazy. Okay, but so is Wolverine's. He's wearing fucking well, yellow. Yes. He's got a wolf... He's got a fucking boomerang for a mask, like... 
I know, but I'm just saying Sabretooth's outfit like emphasizes his insane eight pack and like makes him look like he's not wearing anything well, because it's like flesh colored. Yeah, you're it's right. Weird. It's weird. It's a, a weird all, outfit. All, it just turned into him looking like that they were half naked on the ground thrusting and grinding into each other like that it would not be hard to create a porn parody of this episode i'll just say that uh, yeah somebody get on that like if you <laughs> direct porn and you listen to our x-men podcast because i guess that's possible it uh, is remotely make this possible i bet there's an x-men porn out there that you and i just like haven't found no I mean, i've already a bunch found of, it like, fan i'm sorry art. there's like a whole bunch of them they did like a whole bunch of like yeah probably like based on the original movies like the brian singer ones right? yeah they did I mean, like they do porn parodies for everything well yeah they, they did like a whole like series of them it was like a thing were they any good i i mean i don't know if i we need to discuss all that but <laughs> the wolverine and cyclops one was exactly the way i wanted it to be so Okay, great. <laughs> five star review from Ryan Pagella. Um, five X's on the Triple yeah. X film of X Men. Anyway, I guess, you know, I think it would be hard to beat Wolverine and Sabretooth, but we have to give honorable mention to like the downright cute interactions between Rogue and Storm in this episode. Like, this is, I, they, even though I. This I, episode, this show I is was like really making tempted. me ship them, which yeah, I was not expecting. I was very tempted to give them like the first place the, on that because like because even though like wolverine and Sabretooth are like basically really having sex with their clothes on on the floor um <laughs> you know rogue has these lines where she's like come back to me baby it's gonna be okay to storm she's like don't do this to me baby and storm's like like why i feel like that was an intentionally storm's, like, written fainting line in her arms and it's like it's like romantic it's right, cute right right and like I feel like it was a very intentionally written line where she was saying, baby, come back to me, baby. Like, you don't say that to, like, your friend. I wouldn't, like, go and be, like, if you were, like, passing out on the ground, body, I wouldn't be, like, come back to me, baby. I'd be, like, Maddie, <laughs> wake the fuck up. And then finally, like, bitch slap you across the sleep. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's fair. I think I think that's a line that is generally used for romance. And as I said, they had previously been like shopping for sexy lingerie together and we haven't seen rogue and gambit really flirt with each other yet because gambit was there in like the first couple episodes and then fucking left i don't know he was like he has to go steal some shit i guess i don't know where he is or gene and beast is not there so i mean who knows yeah i mean i thought they were cute and i don't i i think that that the cyclops flirtation was like kind of funny but obviously he's with gene so right. like that's not gonna go anywhere storm's single so you know yeah uh, cyclops is the only person in a relationship in here yeah so. he's cyclops and gene are in a serious relationship for like all of this but oh. everybody else is up for grabs like even rogan gambit there's like nothing serious going on there really it's just kind of a flirtation well the two of them go in and out they, yeah 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 it's like an on again off again ridiculous together everywhere cartoon and comics the two of them just they're just like they're really sort of full of themselves and really love to flirt with everyone so it's kind of interesting that the live action version of Rogue like never really introduced Gambit there. It was really interesting I'm that the live action the version of Rogue was just like not anything like Rogue. I know. I think, it's I, odd. I feel like in terms of the movie, the, her placement in the story made sense and I agree with that. I feel like if they had done Kitty or Jubilee, it wouldn't have introduced newcomers of the general audience to understand what a mutant's like where Rogue, her uh, powers are so fucking severe like you know what i mean yeah, like yeah 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 like kitty and jubilee kind of have powers that 
are kind of neat and like exciting and fun in some ways and then like can be serious but rogue's powers are like yeah but unfortunately they just made her incredibly emo and that changed rogue as a character for everything and so this is before the movies had happened and we have the old rogue who was still flirtatious and badass and willing to speak her mind and that kind of stuff so uh we should also mention that xavier and magneto super gay. Still gay they're yeah, still gay it's but like, in this they weren't so much romantic as like sniping ex-boyfriends who seem to really hate each other plus xavier <laughs> was such a piece of shit to magneto by like yeah, getting into his at, mind at that, that i point, i was like i can't even ship you guys right now i'm so mad at like what's happening dude, no it's like that situation where like you break up with somebody and it's a bad breakup and then like yeah you like and do you what you can to like ruin them and that's like them. what yeah. is xavier is doing like mm-hmm. it's and so you're fucking like, bad remember the worst thing that ever happened to you i'm gonna make you remember it because i hate you right now oh and it's god like, dude I you're going way too far uh, dude i mean I it's know. like the kind of shit we probably would have pulled as teenagers on fucking like life okay, journal. But these like, men are like 50, 60. Like, I don't know. They're, they're way too old for this shit. They're, uh, <laughs> or at least Xavier is. Xavier just like, he's just such a piece of shit. So yeah, I'm, I'm too mad to give them top honors. So I'm going to say Sabretooth and Wolverine can have the top slot. And then uh, Rogue and Storm are the runner up for me. Yep. I agree with that. And I think that's, I mean, that's it. That's also all the characters that were in this episode. Like, there was Jubilee, but... Right. And Sabretooth. Right. Oh, wait, no, but Sabretooth Jubilee got... doesn't have any peers her own age, so she can't be gay or straight with anybody yet. Yeah, and she just got chilling in the corner. So, I don't know. I don't think there was anything else. I just I just remember earlier today finishing the episode and be like, wow, I hope uh, Sabretooth and Wolverine, like, hook up now. <laughs> like, officially. <laughs> that would be cool if that actually happened in the comics, but... Uh, mm, let's let's get into that now because that's Shall a little we? fucking weird i'll explain <laughs> why all right are you ready guys for who's, who's that, that x-men i have lots of notes on Sabretooth, and he's one of those characters i I, tr- I did my best to like weed out the bullshit so we wouldn't have to like spend hours I didn't, I didn't even, like, go into any of the alternate timelines or any of that shit because, like, Sabretooth as it is has a very fucking clunky, like, past in the series. His canon is all fucking weird. Um, and uh, you're going to find out why I, as much as I love shipping Sabretooth and Wolverine together, it's also fucking weird because, like, they could potentially be related in yeah, more than one way. I was going to bring that up, actually. So, like, last week on this show, I was like, I don't really ship Wolverine and Sabretooth because it's just too weird. And then you were like, I think it's pretty hot. And, like, we didn't really have time to get into it. But the reason why I said that is because sometimes, not always, but sometimes Wolverine and Sabretooth are related. Uh, and, and it's not even just... Like, like in the shitty live action Wolverine Origins movie that you and I saw at midnight because we were stupid and we thought it would be good. uh, I know, I know. Even though even though it got like leaked onto the internet in advance and everyone said it was terrible, we were still like, maybe the entire internet's wrong. We had already like bought a ticket. Also, we already were gonna go no matter what, and it was so bad. We were also very distrusting of the internet, and we still are. 
Uh, Look, the internet is sometimes wrong about what things are good and bad. Right. But we sh- after that, we learned our lesson and we never went to an X-Men movie at midnight again. Now we go at normal times of day because going to a bad movie and getting out at 3 a.m. is way worse. Well, also, they don't really do that anymore because you can go like a midnight movie starts at like 8 p.m. now. Thank fucking God. OK, <laughs> we're getting off topic. But my point is. I'm here for the Wolverine Sabretooth shipping. It's just that personally, I remember the canons where they are related and it it makes it less sexy well, for me. Okay, <laughs> so it's gross. also, I know, I know, I know. And like, as much as I, I ship it when they're not related. Which they aren't in this show. No, they are. It depends. No. Oh my God. Okay, so this are is- Are they? Is this, it going to reveal that they no, are? No, not on this show, but basically- Okay, because I was like, I do not remember that But happening. here's the other thing, and this is where it gets more fucked up, because if they're not brothers, they're, it's often referred to that Sabretooth is like Wolverine's father- in the 92 continuation, like, like, sometimes they'll do iterations where he is that way and other times they won't. It depends on, like, who's writing it at that time. So it's like right. sometimes he's Wolverine's brother and sometimes he's his father. And that's why, like, because there's, like, this ongoing joke in the comics where Sabretooth always randomly attacks Wolverine on his birthday, which don't know how Wolverine know when his birthday is. I guess because Sabretooth keeps att- attacking him then. But, like, it's supposed to be, like, a running joke that Sabretooth always, like, attacks him on his birthday to remind him that he could kill Wolverine at any time, but won't because for some mysterious reason he won't do it. But it's, like, his dad visiting him on his birthday, like, his shitty dad. so fucking stupid. So sometimes they, like, outright say that it's his dad, sometimes they don't. And I think in the actual canon, he's not, but it doesn't really fucking matter because the Sabretooth that still exists in this canon isn't even the original Sabretooth, so... Uh, So basically... In X-Men 92, the comic run that is supposed to be the official continuation of where X-Men, the animated series, ends, in that they do officially say, Chris Claremont says that uh, Sabretooth is his father in in this universe. So, So even though it's not said on the cartoon, as it continues like a full decade later... uh, they confirm that so all right i'll consider that a retcon so anybody who wants to <laughs> ship these characters can still do it but just maddie, ship with caution i like how maddie you're just like i don't even know how to accept any of this I, information I mean, you just gave me i, I need time to process <laughs> i mean i already don't ship them because i just inherently kind of see them as more like a brother relationship than a boyfriend's scenario however within the context of this show they definitely seem more like boyfriends that's oh, totally, not usually totally. how they're characterized though you know oh no i agree and i've always usually they have kind of a brotherly rivalry where they they're very similar and they seem like the same guy kind of well, also and, on uh, x-men evolution it's the same way where it's like they just seem like they're ex-boyfriends so yeah and i i think it's hard to kind of walk that line on an animated show where everything is set forth so simplistically that there's like there's no real characterization here you know right it's like it's not like they have time to build up like oh they have more of a brotherly vibe as opposed to just like weird enemies oh totally anyway uh, um, go ahead go so, ahead okay uh, we'll get into the bases. So his powers are like Wolverine's, where he has a healing factor, uh, and he also like has like that whole bloodthirst, like animalistic side. He doesn't mm-hmm. have claws, but he has like he's like essentially the better version of Wolverine. And Sabretooth always points that out. And like Wolverine's only really second best to Sabretooth. I mean, he couldn't even beat him in this episode. Yeah, uh, because and they, they sort of talk about that specifically. They have some lines about who's the best and who's second best. And of course, Wolverine is always referring to himself as the best at what he does. Yeah, but that's but, arguable. But it is arguable because Sabretooth wins. And Sabretooth does have the better set of powers because he's got a healing factor. But he also has like 
like like accelerated speed and strength which wolverine does not have he just has like you know heightened uh senses which Sabretooth also does have and yeah, also Sabretooth and like in theory Wolverine has an adamantium skeleton but in this episode we don't even know right if he has right right that. and so uh, Sabretooth has uh like actual claws like for fingers and he has right. like a full set of like wolf fangs and teeth like in his mouth mm-hmm. and he also looks more like an actual wolf than Wolverine right and he also uh has the ability to see in the dark so like he's already got the upper hand uh, if he, but the thing is, the difference between them is that Wolverine tries to repress like the crazy fucking animalistic urges where Servitude does not, and I think that is where Servitude sometimes gets like like fucks up and that's how wolverine gets the upper hand because Sabretooth can easily lose control because he doesn't yeah. fucking care yeah. um so anyway uh Sabretooth was not actually originally created for the x-men he was created for iron fist which i'm sure nobody wants to hear considering how shitty that netflix series is doing uh but he was a <laughs> villain that was working with the constrictor and he wasn't a mutant he was just a vicious assassin uh and they called him the slasher in that um or at least the, the fake news reporters in Iron Fist called him that. And then they brought him over to the X-Men, and then it turned out that he was also a mutant. So that's how that happened. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, cool. His powers manifested in a totally horrifying way, uh, and he kills his brother over a piece of pie. So, like, it just completely slaughters him. So his father locks him in the basement and, like, keeps on ripping out his veins and teeth every day, but they keep growing back. So he keeps on trying to rip this kid's tip veins out, and eventually, like Sabretooth eats off his own hand so he can get, it, so he can escape, and then that regrows, and he kills his father. But then he like takes care of his mom until his mom passes away of like natural causes. So like he like he like takes care of her, pays her bills and shit. Like, aw, I know. Maybe because he feels guilty about you know that whole pie situation. I mean, also it may seem like that Sabretooth's dad was abusive and shitty, so. Right. I, I mean, I don't fucking know. Like, it's it's fucking weird. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm not even going to bother really getting into when they did that X-Men comic with uh, Wolverine, the origin story that a lot of people liked, but I just I just did not dig it. I thought it was not really good. <laughs> uh, but people love it. And uh, it, you know, involves Sabretooth's brother, Saul, and his sister, Clara. And there's, like, this whole thing with Mr. Sinister and, like you know wolverine thinks that he kills clara but she has a healing factor and then she wakes up but then like you know sabertooth's brother goes and gets mr sinister's help and then sabertooth then wolverine's like you betrayed me for mr Sin-. it's like all the it's a mr sinister story so like therefore it makes zero sense at all um and uh you know at the end of that i think you know his brother does die and then clara does tell Sabretooth, at least about that. I don't know how many people are in like Sabretooth's family, or if this like is his cousin. I mean, his origin involves him like killing his brother, but then his brother is there, so I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> it, I like you know, like it's one of those situations where like they clearly like just wanted to write another story, but didn't like actually fully retcon the situation. So now like both situations happen, and it doesn't make very much sense. And of course, Mister Sinister is there. Sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, Sabretooth joins uh, Team X, which is Wolverine, Kestrel, Silver Fox, and Maverick. And during that time, uh, Sabretooth and Mystique had a kid together, which is Grading Creed, who we're going to meet in the series pretty soon. And Grading Creed is a mutant-hating Nazi, essentially. And he is he, he starts the Friends of Humanity, which we'll see in this cartoon, which is like, like the KKK for mutants. Mm-hmm. So 
that's uh kind of terrifying um after that wolverine sabertooth are sort of rivals but they are like sort of buddies and working together and they like team up with some other rebel mutants and sabertooth like falls in love with a mutant named Hol- hollow hollow i can't remember but then she dies and sabertooth blames wolverine for some fucking reason and then they butt fuck and then they join weapon x and uh, the whole weapon x this situation happens so they both do go through that th- like that is correct and eventually at one point sabertooth joins the marauders which is led by mr sinister and he was recruited by gambit because surprise gambit's actually like an anti-hero <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, and he kind of like helped lead that huge assassination of the the Morlock massacre, which are all the mutants that live underground underneath New York City in the sewers. And he went and killed a whole bunch of them. And oh god, that's like a whole different. That's like a whole fucking crazy thing. And so Wolverine during that works with another mutant scrambler who can like shut off mutant powers and like scrambler shuts off uh, Sabretooth's powers and Wolverine fucking just kills Sabretooth. And like that's, you know, like is that still canon? And that's why there's a different Sabretooth now. No, that's because because then Sabretooth is killed again because this one turns out to just be a clone of that Mister Sinister oh, created. Sure. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> uh, and for a while, Sabretooth works with the telepathic mutant Birdie, who helped kept his blood urges in check. And I only mentioned that because Birdie was there for a while, and like you know, like he like sometimes still brings it up in the comics. He's like blah blah blah, Birdie. Uh, but then Birdie is killed by Sabretooth's son, Graydon, and uh, that, you know, puts Sabretooth into a fucking murder spree, and Wolverine, like, is like, okay, this this needs to, like, this needs to stop. So Wolverine stabs him in the brain, and Sabretooth starts acting nicer again, like, his, like, brain's, like, been fucked up now, so they keep him inside, like, the danger room and like, a magical little florist where everything's really great, and, like, Boom Boom, which I think this is what they were trying to reference in the cartoon, is that Boom Boom kept on, like, taking care of Sabretooth and was, like, kind of feeling, you know, a little sentimental for him and, like, released him. But then he was like, ha ha, I tricked you. I was faking, you know, faking it the whole time. But in the cartoon, <laughs> it was, like, Jubilee instead. And um, it also took, like, two seconds instead of any time at all. Yeah, and then Psylocke runs in and just, like, takes him out with her psionic brain, uh, blades, or, or her brain. I mean, it could be either or with her. um so then after that they turn him over to dr valerie cooper who puts him in like a battle royale exploding color to force him to work with the x factor (laughs) wow so yeah and it's like if you like go away you're gonna die uh so you have to do what we say uh and then at some point like after that he's like released from that and then you don't see him for a while and he comes back and he has an adamantian skeleton completely unexplained i tried figuring out where he came from like i googled and i just could not find it so if somebody listening to this knows like let me know because and this isn't when this isn't later because like he gets it again so like there's like this whole thing where like wolverine and sabertooth are essentially fighting for the position of the death horseman for apocalypse and wolverine wins and they apocalypse takes all the adamantium out of sabertooth and rebonds it to uh wolverine's skeleton after magneto like ripped it out of him and uh like so then sabertooth doesn't have adamantium but then like seconds later he gets it again (laughs) which he gets from a relaunched weapon x program so i'm trying to figure out where he got it the first time if anybody knows that um uh, and he joins, of course, Sabretooth works with Mystique's Brotherhood of Mutants. Uh, that's kind of an obvious one. Um, then after, like, Mystique stops leading the Brotherhood of Mutants, Black Tom Cassidy takes over for a little while, and he works with them. And during that, Wolverine and him fight again, and Wolverine kills 
Sabretooth again by slicing him up into a bunch of little pieces. I mean, it's the only way to kill. I guess, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because seconds later, Black Tom Cassidy's like, I'm going to use my magic to <laughs> resurrect Sabretooth. Oh my god. <laughs> I know, it's like, it's like I, I'm like, he dies, he has clones, we don't know what the fuck is happening. Um, so then after that, uh, Sabretooth allegedly kills Silver Fox, but nobody's really sure if he actually did or not. So Wolverine and him have like a fucking sword battle. And this is when Sabretooth actually dies for real. Because Wolverine uses this like, I think it's called a Miramasa. I don't remember how to pronounce it or what it's actually called, but I think it's Miramasa. And he uses that like blade to fucking cut off Sabretooth's head and it actually kills him. But then for some reason... Sabretooth goes to hell and Wolverine's there and they have to have another sword fight where he chops off his head a second time. Wow. <laughs> that is not even the only time that characters go to hell in Marvel. Oh. Like, that's like a thing that happens sometimes because well, Marvel is corny as fuck. Oh, it doesn't matter because that turns out that version of Sabretooth was also a clone. <laughs> sure. Because the real Sabretooth is off in Japan with Mystique wiping out the Yakuza. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. And so then he joins, like, uh, D- Dakin's, uh, Wolverine's son, Dakin. He joins his, uh, his, uh, version of the hellfire club that lasts like uh, two seconds and also the brotherhood of mutants that dakin runs and like that also lasts two seconds and then after that like you don't see him for a little while then Sabretooth has like goes through this like whole storyline where a bunch of villains were turned into good guys and they they figured out their morality and figured out their souls and Sabretooth became an x-men and he's still been with the x-men since then uh and he does have like a lot of inner turmoil about himself but like uh, he kind of became more of the age of apocalypse version of himself where it's like you know he's learned how to balance himself and you know in typical x-men fashion they're like it doesn't matter that you killed thousands of people you're good now (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) classic x-men move but anyway so like we don't really know if it's a demon of saber tooth or a clone or i don't know like the fact that they had wolverine have to behead him twice once in the real world a second time in hell is fucking ridiculous to me it and is that, like, because apparently he was a clone both times i mean also it's like nobody fucking cares like i know they keep <laughs> doing it because they're just like oh wolverine has to have like the final fight with his like arch nemesis and like since wolverine is like the fucking like poster child of the x-men for some reason uh i mean I, i'm not complaining it just doesn't make any sense um you know Sure. They're like they're I'm like fine they, with that, they but... need they need his fucking hero's journey where he fights the fucking guy and kills him at the end. Like that's what they want to do, and they keep doing it over and over again. They can't keep doing it over and over again because it does eventually get old to have a character keep coming back from the dead. I mean, like they want to have an epic storyline where they find one of them finally kills the other, but they can't really do that more than once. Yeah, and I, I mean, mean, like look at fucking Jean Grey. They've done, given up with that. Like, yeah, and they've even done like Death of Wolverine storylines more than once in Marvel. Oh my god, um, but now 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 like in this particular situation Wolverine is back as old man Logan I and know, also like regular Wolverine might be coming back, so it doesn't but I mean, that's not even unusual, but it, it's, it's, it's not just... unusual because like they keep on doing this. There was a time where Nightcrawler died and came back and when Psylocke died and came, came to back, like they all die and come to back. Like they, they, you this is the problem with comic books. I feel like you have characters that people love and like you kill them 
they don't stay dead because the comics well, continue. Because, yeah, and usually characters only stay dead if they aren't very popular, which actually really sucks. I mean, we could do a whole other show that's just about that. But I mean, really, I mean, think about fucking DC and how many of the Robins have died and come back to life. So sure, but I mean, like in any comic book, like the characters that come back come back because of popular demand. Usually, right? Like sometimes characters do die and they stay dead in comics, but usually it's just characters that nobody cares about. But, I mean, yeah. I think. What they're what they've been doing with Jean Grey in the past fifteen years has been a little interesting because they keep on bringing back the essence of Jean Grey through other characters. Like right. you know, we've seen yeah. we've seen Hope, we've seen young Jean Grey, we've seen Rachel Summers, and so we get to still experience Jean in a different type of way, but like without having to resurrect the original fucking character for a thirteenth time. So yeah, uh, I think they realized that they had to start doing different things and it would be interesting to see them do that. I mean, they're kind of doing that with Wolverine. Well, I mean, I do like that. It's Mr. Sinister almost in every situation that you, you think a character's dead, but then it turns out that it was just a clone because Mr. Sinister just like sews up little plot holes. Like he knits them together. Mr. Sinister is actually just a master knitter. And yeah. he like stays and at home and is rocking. Cloner. Yeah, yeah. He's constantly cloning people and then knitting them together. Anyway, <laughs> eventually we're going to get to Mr. Sinister, and that will be pretty epic because uh, that's coming up soon. Probably no one knows what we're talking about yet, but he's they will. he's a he's a main character on the animated series. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I think he I comes in. People, I don't know if our listeners watched this show or not, so I'm never sure how many spoilers we should be saying. I'm always well, like, well, like, uh... we could just say that he's on the way, <laughs> and like once when it's about the time that Mister Sinister enters in the first season of the X Men, the animated series, that it goes off the rails and then stays there. So because like right now it's been like a continuous story, and I think they all try to be, but like it definitely like hits a Mister Sinister like section, and then after that it's just like. It's just all the fucking timelines just start colliding and they start trying to recap years of like comic books and like one episode. So I don't know. We're going to see them do their best and we're going to we're going to do our best to recap whatever comic book stuff it's supposed to represent. So wait, did we do all of Sabretooth's history? Did we talk about how he's also Wolverine's dad? Apparently. Yeah, well, I didn't I didn't mention that because like we talked about it at the beginning. Right. And like there's not like a specific like storyline that points it out so much as like they keep referencing it and certain writers if they they I either believe that or they don't like kind mm, of in the same way okay. like is wolverine and gambit and storm bisexual uh <laughs> you know like that's we're, that's we're not allowed to say or isn't depending but on who yeah exactly asked. in some universes he is his dad like for example the x-men 92 series and like you know uh there's been a couple others as well so i don't i don't know it's a, it's a weird situation if it turned out that he was his father i think that makes a lot more sense than the brother storyline uh because it kind of does make sense that wolverine is like the second like he's he's not as good as the original if that makes any sense it does make more sense but see then that can be argued too because like laura kinney who's a clone of wolverine is blatantly better than wolverine so i mean right i mean it's a long time before we get to x23 on this show oh gosh yeah well eventually Eventually, we'll we'll have a podcast episode where we can talk about X twenty three, who was originally animated and not in a comic first. So yeah, that'll yeah, be interesting. We, we can get some people in on that episode. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so are we? We got to rate the episode. 
yeah uh this is this is a weird one because like i enjoyed it but i also can address that like nothing happened in it nothing happened and it was really goofy so like my enjoyment of it wasn't because it was necessarily like a quality episode (laughs) but but simply because it was very fun however i'm still gonna give it four out of five x's because i really enjoyed watching it i laughed i really enjoyed it too and And it was very well paced i'll say that like it flew by and i i wasn't like confused about anything except for the initial like trippy opening of like three minutes of Xavier and Sabretooth's head but even that was like pretty <laughs> hilarious so honestly yeah I'm gonna give it a four out of five it's like fighting a demon bee I don't even know it I'm gonna give intense. it a I'm gonna give it a three out of five uh because I mean I thought about giving it a four out of five but I feel like that I have to reserve that for a different type of episode and this one is not that okay uh, it's, I I enjoyed it like I enjoyed it and I laughed a lot and I liked how homosexual it was and i was very into all those <laughs> things but uh i you know i'm sitting here being like this isn't like an episode about anything like it's not it's like a filler episode essentially um and so that's that's sort of why i give it a three is i'm like it's a it's like a fun filler but like it's not like re- the only plot heavy thing that happens in this is senator kelly being like yeah you know like i'm gonna Which throw mutants in concentration camps Right, but that also lasts less than a minute. It does, but there's also still more stuff revealed about Magneto's past, which before was just bullshit. Like, we knew nothing about Magneto's past I mean, really this, last week. I mean, it, we know what it is, but it's still not said in this, so it's still sort of bullshit. I know, but it's a little closer to the, the canon that we know in this episode than what we saw previously, and I appreciated that. I Plus, Rogue that is too. cool in this. Yeah, I don't Rogue know. Rogue is I dug really it. fucking great. I... Ah, Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> This is before she gets annoying, so... I know. We gotta really treasure these episodes where we have, like, Rogue being cool, Jubilee being cool, everybody's being pretty cool, everybody seems, like, pretty much in character with their comic book counterparts, more or less. Um, the show is still really strong in these in these early stages. I think it's the next episode that we, like, jump in and do some pretty wacky things. It's Great. not Mr. Sinister, but I know that, like, the introduce... wacky. I, I could be wrong, and this isn't a spoiler, but I think the next episode dives into, like, the politics of the Morlocks, which I thought that came later, but I think that's actually next, so. All right. I guess I guess we'll start getting a lot wackier next week, then. I um, mean, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying doing this and re-watching the episodes. It's very and, fun. You know, and... this is a good time to plug that we have a... Oh, shit. We have reader mail. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> i'm sorry it's okay i didn't know we had reader mail i should have asked you I, I like i was about to just stop i know I, I was about to i was about to do plugs all right hold on all right so we have one reader mail this week so uh it's from quinn and he he wrote in and asked us some questions that i wanted to answer in the email but i didn't uh and he says Hi, Ryan and Maddie. Really enjoying your new show. It's been fun reliving my childhood Saturday mornings in a new light, sometimes a very new light. As <laughs> I've been rewatching the old X-Men episodes, though, I'm finding myself asking a lot of questions. For one, what is up with the backgrounds in this show? They look smudgy and weird, like they were drawn with old markers, which leads me to a broader question. Do you also remember this show having amazing visuals and animations when you were younger and can't quite believe how cheap it looks now? Maybe your standards were just much lower in 1990 too but the batman series and some of the old disney afternoon shows still hold up visually so i'm not sure anyhow keep up the good work and i for one would love to watch an x-men arcade let's play of you two if you get the chance Mm -hmm. 
cheers yeah okay first of all the x-men arcade thing i think that's gonna happen because every single time we post it we get like a huge response so yeah I, a lot I don't of people know. want that so that is something that you should subscribe to our youtube channel to eventually check out right which is at atomic blue productions but yeah. to answer the question about the animation i i definitely was aware that the animation on spider-man and also the x-men show was it was in the style of jim lee right that's who it was and uh I think so. I mean, it's very line heavy compared to some of the other shows yeah, of and, that era. Like and the, I think the lines are very dark. Like the, there's a lot of like outlines on everything, which is kind of weird. And it, like, I think stylistically, I think that still holds up. I think it's very unique because they did a very specific style to right, the comic books. Right, and it's books. definitely like nostalgic. I mean, for me, but, I didn't watch this show when I was really young, but the only comparison that I have is She-Ra, which is that when I was a kid, I loved all the animation for that. And then as an adult, I watched it and I was like, oh, this is trash. Like, this is just, <laughs> this is completely trash. And like, it's so obvious how much they recycled everything that the words don't even match up with, with people's mouth movements. Like, why oh, I the know. fuck did I, I think this looked cool? I don't know. I, um, as a child, I just had no observational skills, I guess. So, like, that experience I've definitely had. But for this, I I don't know. I always thought that the animation looked very nostalgic because I, I watched it when I was older, so I don't have the same right. associations with it. Right. I, I did watch it as a kid and as a teenager, and even then i was i was aware that like even though like i stylistically like as i said it was it was perfect in terms of the what they were going for right, to make it right. look like Which the like 80s comics 80s, 90s comics right yeah exactly. right they and they did a good job with that but like i was you know there, i've always made comments about like like there's way back when you first started watching the show i remember thinking about this episode with nightcrawler and rogues like flying down a fucking hallway and like her gloves just fucking disappear for a oh shot they God, come yeah. back again and i'm like like and I, you know, the Super Mario Brothers show did shit like that too, where the animation just was not consistent. But it was also they they used more frames in the shitty Mario Brothers show that I loved than X Men does because X Men cuts corners on frame work all the time, like it's a little out of control. And yeah. like, and I, and when I noticed, I didn't notice that the backgrounds are pretty smudgy too, but. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think a lot of backgrounds to that in old animated cartoons because it was like on like 2D animation then was a little bit different where they like, you know, like I Caro knows more about this than I do. But like, you know, like they, they had a set background. It generally was something that was like smudgy or like looked like old markers or whatever. Yeah, um, I haven't really been paying a ton of attention to the backgrounds. I I've mostly just been focusing on like the actual characters. I'll try to pay more attention next time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think I definitely noticed it when I was younger, and um, it's about the same for me. I mean, it's, it's it's not taking away from my enjoyment level. I actually kind of like it. I kind of like it when the animation gets all fucking wacky because it I'm is like, kind of great. Like it, it's it's something else that's funny about it, and then that means that the moments when it stands out as being very good are all the better. Like the moments right. when Magneto like has a great expression on his face or whatever, and it like perfectly matches with whatever joke he's saying. I it's mean, like, like when he's like fucking like, floating there grinning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was such a great moment that was like expressive and animated well in the sense that it, like matched up well. I mean, also there not afraid to animate everything in an incredibly homoerotic way apparently so i mean that's cool according to us anyway <laughs> but yeah that's where i stand on that but thank you for emailing us that was awesome and i'm glad you're enjoying the show re-watching it with us i'm sorry that we can't go faster but maddie and i have like a lot of things on our well, plate right also now. we like 
analyze the fuck out of every single frame of the show well also you edit two podcasts and one that's, which is like way okay. longer than this one so that's like but that's not even the issue the issue is that this podcast is so long and has like four separate segments where we talk about the history of every single thing like well whatever. if you're gonna like learn the x-men learn the x-men right we're gonna help you yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah we're a very if... very comprehensive x-men guy <laughs> well it's more like we're obsessed uh, and have a problem and probably seek therapy on it but not from charles xavier because like like because <laughs> charles xavier would be like you need therapy well what if we like make you relive your childhood nightmares like you whatever know, xavier fuck that guy can suck a lemon <laughs> was that our only mail yeah and we'll, we'll we probably will do with the let's play eventually but it would be posted up on our main youtube channel which is at atomic blue productions mm-hmm. and you can go to our main website for that which is atomicblueproductions.com and follow us wherever you need to with yeah, that because we post all sorts of videos links to our twitters on there which is like atomic blue prod on twitter and we have an instagram and google plus yeah. and everything yeah. i think eventually i might do what maryland has done for let's watch two, two movies and take clips of this show and match it up with the original oh that would be fun yeah um so yeah definitely subscribe to our youtube if you want to check that out uh and, and we have a patreon we do have a patreon where you can you can give us money um and i just built a new computer so like giving us money is never a bad thing oh uh, my god and also like all the hosting fees yeah. there are like a million fees Guys, to do literally there's anything there's a lot of fees in equipment in equipment so i i noticed that there was a whole bunch of new patreon subscribers in the past month and that's awesome and thank you for subscribing Yay. um you know of course like let us know if there's anything that you'd like to see war of up on there because we'd love to do that for you but in terms of the mutant ages, you can also email us reader mail and uh, email us at themutantages at gmail.com or follow to the official Twitter of it, which is the mutant ages. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've been on that Twitter a lot posting like, like, Clip, like, like photos and stuff and jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, because I'm, it gives me reason to look at more X-Men stuff during the day. So I'm doing that. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. If you want a reason to look at more X-Men stuff during the day, you can follow the mutant. And by ages. X-Men stuff, I'm like looking at like half naked pictures of Wolverine making out with other dudes. So, <laughs> okay. Well, please don't post not safe for work content on our public. <laughs> no, Twitter, I'm not. Ryan. I'm not please doing be respectful. that. <laughs> I'm just saying Wolverine is a hot dude. Oh, um, I'm not denying it. I'm just saying I want people to be able to follow our Twitter without worrying that we're <laughs> going to post a, a photo of Wolverine's dick. No, but that's not going to happen. Cause, only because we don't have access to it. it well, pretty much. <laughs> There's some articles about whether it's circumcised or not, apparently. <laughs> there are. Okay. <laughs> we're not going to go. Okay. Anyway, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Pagella. I'm at Mitty Myers. Yep. And I'm also on Instagram at Ryan.Pagella. And that's it. Yay, we did it we did it oh my god this has been a mutant, the mutant age we still don't have a closer mutant alarm mutant alarm <laughs> that really should be the beginning of the episode it really should be we came or, up with another no, one last it week. should be for like it's like uh who's oh wait no who's that x-men already has a thing never mind nobody cares about any of this um uh, last week you said like so long fellow mutants and i actually thought that was pretty cute but I was like interrupting you while you said it. So uh, I didn't well, I was trying to do week. like a Stanley thing. I'd be like, Stanley would be like, so long, fellow mutants. Excelsior. Yeah. <laughs> we could say that. Uh, anyway, I feel like that's obviously thing. write in He's if you think that. that we should have a better sign off than that. But we're going to go. They're just going to write in and be like, you just need a better show. <laughs> Aw.
Actually, if you want to review us, please review us on oh, SoundCloud yeah, and rate iTunes. Oh, yeah, review us on iTunes. Because that would be awesome. I already forgot about that. Okay, now we're done. All right, Bye. if you made it this far, congratulations. You get a cookie. An X cookie. It's like a cookie shaped like an X. <gasps> we should do that at the next X-Men party. How come I'm we've never Katie, done that before? I don't know, because Katie and I are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, we get like pieces of paper of the X-Men and put them on cupcakes. Okay, I'm gonna stop recording. Me too. Thanks for watching. I mean, listen. <laughs> Bye. Follow us at atomicblueproductions.com or support us at patreon.com/atomicblueproductions.